Sawate. I'm your host, Stella, and this is another Bad Girl to Oracle commentary special. Monster Mash. The Monster Mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on in a flash. He did the mash. He did the Monster Mash. From my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast. The ghouls all came from their humble abode to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the mash. They did the Monster Mash. The Monster Mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. In a the party had just begun. In a the guests included Wolfman, in Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocky, all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the mash. They played the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They played the mash. It caught on in a flash. They played the mash. They played the monster mash. Out from his coffin rack's voice did ring. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. The monster mash. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the mash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool, Drax a part of the band And my Monster Mash is the hit of the land For you, the living, this mash was meant to When you get to my door, tell them what is said Then you can mash Then you can Monster Mash The Monster Mash And you, my graveyard smash Then you can mash You'll catch on in a flash Then you can mash Then you can Monster Mash Master 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 Master
Back Road to Oracle is brought to you by MileHighComics.com, your new and collectible comic book store. Mile High Comics has an inventory of over 5 million comics from the gold, silver, bronze, and modern age, and over 100,000 trade paperbacks. If you're not into the vintage stock, Mile High Comics also has a subscription service called the New Issue Comics Express, offering a discounted price for comics ready to hit the shelves. Examples of the prices you may encounter are December's Batgirl number 15 and Birds of Prey number 15, both for $2.69. So if you're looking for vintage back issues or a great modern subscription service, be sure to check out milehighcomics.com. Well, hello there, Batgirl and Batman fans alike. This is another Halloween special, which I very much enjoy. And this time I have on my good friend Joe Jinks, which I team up with on the Batman universe. So hello, Joe. Hello, everyone. <laughs> he, he is excited. He may not sound it, but he really is. Uh, today, we're going to be doing a commentary on one of the new Scooby-Doo movies, which guest starred Batman and Robin, called the Caped Crusader Caper. And it aired December 16th, 1972. So it was right after the Batman Superman hour show that had uh, come on in 68 and 69 and then right before the super friends so kind of right in between two great series so i thought before we started we could at least say what our history is with scooby-doo which i don't really have too much history with them but i always like to do some background uh joe do you want to start off like what is your experience with scooby-doo or even the old batman shows well i guess i've always really loved scooby-doo um Everything since I was young, I've always watched it, including, I guess, the Scooby-Doo and Scrappy Adventures was that the one, and What's New Scooby-Doo, so I've kind of watched them all. I had a couple on VHS, and uh, there were some of the old, really old episodes on that, the 70s ones, so I've, I've seen a range of Scooby-Doo throughout my life, but I always keep going back to it, I actually do really like it. Yeah, and I... I know that they're still running Scooby-Doo, but I definitely say that the old stuff is the best. And uh, I, I used to watch it on Boomerang when it came on Boomerang, and then this summer I just had this really odd desire to watch a bunch of Scooby-Doo, so I watched uh, the first season, and it's just really fun. And I like how it's qu- sort of supernatural, but in the end there's always like a real, a real-life thing that's going on or a real person that's sort of dressing up. So I like how it's both... Um, like weird and actual real life kind of stuff being mixed up. So this will actually be the first time that I've seen one of these Batman meets the Scooby-Doo movies. And I feel like I may have seen it sometime in the past, but I don't remember. So this should be interesting. Have you seen any of these before? Yeah, well, I got the uh, Scooby-Doo meets Batman DVD. It's one of the only Batman cartoons that comes out in this country, so... Oh, gosh. That is very sad. Well, let's see. I am queued up right at that title screen with, you know, Scooby and Shaggy and the new Scooby-Doo movies. So when we count down, we'll we'll start off right there. But hopefully everyone enjoys this. I guess as Apple would like to say, you know, grab your Scooby snacks. What else are you going to take with you on this ride, Joe? I have some chocolate lying around. But... Okay. <laughs> I guess, okay. yeah. I think he used to say that nachos, gummy bears, soda. <laughs> exactly. The list okay. goes on. Yep. And I guess if you have a dog, you know, have a dog with you as well. But yeah, get ready for the Cape Crusader caper with uh, 
Batman and Robin in three, two, one, play. I always feel like bad things are going to happen when there's camping. I mean, I just watched Friday the 13th Part 2, and they had a camping scene there. Something bad is bound to happen. Yeah. Yeah, as well, especially when you're in the woods alone. Yeah. Pitch black around them. It doesn't look like an official campsite. Gosh. So after watching basically like season one over the summer, uh, I realized that for some reason the gang always sends Scooby and Shaggy to do like somewhat really important things. And I don't know why they haven't learned yet that maybe they are not the best people to, to trust to do these sorts of things. So they were told to get firewood, which is kind of pertinent, or to look for food. Yeah, I, I never understood that. I mean, they're the two, they're always the most scared. Oh, that's a joke on the Oh, gosh. <laughs> Why are they? Yeah. And then, yeah, they always sent off alone, and Fred's just like, oh, yeah, I'll take the two ladies with me. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if he feels like he's protecting them or if he. I mean, I guess it's just the structure of the show. Yeah. And Velma's Velma's useful to have around, but I remember in the beginning, they really made Daphne like the girl that was always in distress, and you always had to help her out, so she was just sort of not as helpful. Yeah. And I, I do remember the odd episode where Velma would go with Scooby and Shaggy. But. Yeah. And Wooster Glasses, I think that was the shtick. Oh, yeah. Back one. So and the think, funny... Oh, you go ahead. I was just going to say, I think Daphne's important because I believe it's her dad who owns the mystery machine, which was why she was in the Scooby-Doo... Right. Uh, it was Scooby, Shaggy, Scrappy-Doo, and Daphne. I remember I was that. Just, yeah. I was just going to say that uh, it's funny that we always comment on the comic cast that Penguin's popping up, and lo and behold, now he's <laughs> in this video. Once again, Penguin's around. Oh, that's a One of the first miscolorings of Batman, if you look at his neck, it should be blue. It should be blue, yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Later on, we're going to... Oh, okay. Later on, we're going to see him without pants. <laughs> so, we'll have to look for that. You can keep a tally of how many times his chest emblem is miscolored as well. That's always fun. So in, in today's modern Batman, do you think Batman would trust a group of teenagers to, like, help him out like this? Oh, what's Robin then? Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> but, like, not trained by him, though. No. I mean, I, I guess this kind of comes out of the 60s show, doesn't it? Which is, yeah. I guess, partly influenced Batman's design in this series. I think that led into the uh, 
the Batman cartoon, didn't it? Which came out, I think, in the late 60s or early 70s. So our first spooky creature. Yeah. Joke. Joke and Penguin must have felt they to stop people coming, so we're going to do exactly what they don't want. Yeah. Boy, it looks like the Lorax. interesting watching the animation because when one character is speaking all the rest are completely stationary yeah like no reactions to what the other person say dear. They just sort of left him. Mm. <laughs> so you're saying that you like Scooby-Doo because of the supernatural element, it always ends up just being like the janitor or something. Yeah, I like, um, yeah. Do you, how do you feel about the, the film, if you ever saw that, the live action one? I did see that. It's been a while though, you'd have to remind me um, what happened well, I- at the end. I remember, spoilers, <laughs> it was, I think Scrappy Doo was behind it all, but I believe he was actually conjuring right. um, up sort of spirits or demons or something in that theme park, from what I remember, it's right. been a while that I've seen it, but that always confused me a bit. Yeah. But uh, I guess they're trying to make it more mature, maybe. Then uh, I remember watching the cartoon always trying to work out who who's behind everything right yeah and there's something yeah normally like kind of uh deeper going on which is nice so it's not just oh this is a bad guy there's normally like some sort of intrigue like somebody's fortune is missing or some town is messed up and or a movie production is being shut down so it's just kind of oh my gosh what's with that open neck just constantly <laughs> I think you did to sum up most of the storylines like that's alliteration there <laughs> that's yeah that's very uh, 60s show too rhyming and, and alliteration yeah, and then um, I guess the Brave and the Bold started to bring that back a bit as well, didn't they? Very true, very true. I feel like it's a little unrealistic to have that bat copter because it just seems like the forest is really deep and so they would just not have a place to fly, but... Yeah. Oh, dear. Now I've got a goblin. A very strong goblin. I guess it's controller if he's under a bridge, isn't it? 
If this were a Spider-Man show, I'd say it was the Green Goblin, but... This is not a Spider-Man show. I know. It's fine, you can say you want Dustin's not here. It's true. Still got the corny phrases, which is great. Oh, reveal. I know. I uh, I don't quite understand why Joker and Penguin feel they need to costume themselves to make themselves scarier. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they're trying to hide from Batman, I guess. Well, we come to think of it, um, speaking of Raven and Bubbles, in the the Batman Strangers Cases, or was it another episode? They uh, parodied this. I'm actually catching up on that. I'm on season two now, and this is sort of the first time that I've ever watched any of those episodes, but I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I didn't manage to catch all of it, but what episode I did, I really enjoyed strange voice for Joker, but I guess we're all sort of settled on Mark Hamill as the the prime Joker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the no, way yeah. Jo- Oh, you go ahead. Oh, no, I was just agreeing with your uh, comment on the Joker's voice. It's a kind of voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, more of a penguin than a, than a Joker. Yeah, the way Joker is now, especially with what's going on in the comics, I mean, he wouldn't really need sort of a get-up to freak people out. They would just sort of run away from him. Yeah, unless he killed them first. But I don't and, think you can really do that in a... Yeah, and I just read The Man Who Laughs for the first time, and that was, that was pretty pretty freaky. I haven't actually read that. I probably shouldn't admit that. But <laughs> <laughs> I like how... Uh, Batman and Robin there were just moving independently of the back <laughs> It's animation. You just have to accept it. Think of it, I don't actually know the purpose of that bridge. Why would it need to spin like that? Yeah, it's a little bizarre. I was in uh, The Wizard of Oz in high school, and the play is wildly different from, well, not wildly, but it's it's somewhat different from the musical. And at one point, I'm like, well, I was Dorothy, and I'm like crossing the bridge with um, the scarecrow, and the witch is making it turn. So it sort of gives me flashbacks <laughs> of that, just the turning bridge, and never getting where you need to go. 
still feel like they should just have the Batmobile. I don't know. Yeah. Although I guess for this, I mean, they were saying they wanted to follow them from above, but... I've ever seen Shaggy sort of directing people. <laughs> Normally he's the one who's at the back, isn't he? It, yeah. Trying to avoid going Not to the dark to cave. Yep. That's the classic secret entrance. Oh dear. supposed to understand Scooby. I've never really understood. Is it like a Garfield type thing where it's only only the audience watching it understand him or I I feel like they (laughs) I think it's more than the audience well cause yeah cause Garfield can really I mean he really talks Um, whereas Scooby it's sort of like dog speak yeah, but with Garfield, no one else can understand him. True. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Is she gonna lose her glasses? Isn't there an easier way than tripping over the rock? Let's go into the back cave. (laughs) It's kind of like in uh, the game Arkham Asylum, where like all of these different areas actually lead underground to the back cave. Like he's connected to everything. Yeah. I wonder where this is meant to be, actually. Because uh, it doesn't look like any part of Gotham Minor. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Batman went on a camping trip. I don't know. Staying by yourself seems worse than going. I guess that's how they think. Yeah, I was waiting for like the loud noise and then they were doing wait for me and after. They're not following every cliche of Scooby to do this stuff. Now I definitely recognize this type of character. This professor guy sitting in the chair with the voice and the, the jokes, I guess, what he's saying. I mean, the show is how formulaic the show is. 
So what do you think about this team up? Uh, would you, do you accept that Penguin and uh, Joker are working together? Would you have thought that um, there'd be a better team up? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think anyone really would work with the Joker, but I guess in things like Nightfall, we've seen him team up with Scarecrow, which I think makes a bit more sense. Right. Yeah, uh, especially for Scooby-Doo, yeah. The Penguin, I think, I can see the Penguin working with people, but I get not really with Joker. I think uh, Penguin's the sort of person you get other people to do dirty work for him. Yeah. But maybe I'm looking at his newer incarnation than this. He de- I mean, he definitely isn't good for hand-to-hand combat, no matter what the Batman tells us. Yeah. Do you think they just tried to pick two of the, the most iconic villains to have in here? Probably. I mean, I think uh, the Riddler around yeah. like the 60s was probably yeah. too similar to Joker. And, I mean, they didn't have two faces at that time. Really. Yeah. So. They would have... They did have Catwoman. Yeah. Yeah, that would have worked as well. Yeah. Uh, I think Penguin is definitely one of the most iconic. And then, I mean, Joker is one of the most iconic characters in any medium so. oh. oh it doesn't look like a, it looks like a squirrel to me Batman <laughs> doesn't it I guess it's a chi- I don't know maybe it's Chipper Dale yeah. Ooh, cross company promotion there yeah They're so inconsistent. Yeah, and the mask on Robin is weird sometimes, too. At least they've got his pixie boots down. the laughter track in the cartoon. Unless they're trying to tell the children when to laugh. (laughs) Yeah. Well, my question is, are people actually watching this in the audience? What? Them animating it? What do you mean afterwards? I don't know. Like, after the fact? I don't know, we'll have to listen now and see how vicious the laughter is. Yeah. It's fully with the loops. Yeah. It does seem like the same laugh, so maybe they just add it. So they're scared of a giant bat, but not Batman. Yeah. Or the penguin or Joker. <laughs> maybe they're just afraid of catching some sort of disease. Wow, that's a powerful bet. What? How did she get up there? <laughs> okay. All of a sudden, Daphne is on a stalactite. How bizarre. But that's a pretty powerful bat to knock over that boulder there. Maybe that's the bat that uh, crashed through Wayne Manor and landed on the statue. The bust. Maybe. <laughs> 
with it. I think it's electronic, but maybe the Joker inadvertently created that. on the edge of the lake is reminding me of Harry Potter number six I think <laughs> yeah and again dressing up as a ghost well I'm pretty sure if the Joker just went up to Shaggy he'd probably yeah that they'd freak out yeah oh dear especially if the Joker is actually real and could hurt you opposed to ghost switch yeah every episode at the end of it they realise oh wait it's not an actual yeah you'd think they would have learned where they had to go and get one of the horcruxes in the center of the... Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think about what scene you meant. Too bad we couldn't have had... um, Ace the Bat Hound on here and shown Scooby what's what. That would have been an interesting team. Yeah. Okay, what's what? I don't know. What's they were saying in the boat or being in the water with that thing? Yeah. Oh, did you ever watch uh, Crypto the Superdog? I have seen a few of those, yeah. His ace was in that, and he was always yeah, super yep. serious, like a Doberman. I think he wasn't, but uh, I can't see him keeping up with Scooby. <laughs> he would probably be pretty, yeah. He would just think Scooby was an idiot. I'm sure. <laughs> you catch his cold in the water, close to drowning, but... <laughs> oh, there we go. Did you catch the bat symbol just then? Those are some huge bat rings. Whoa. That's got Yeah. Oh, here we go. Wow. Yeah, and the the batterings don't really seem aerodynamic either because they're they're kind of clunky there. Maybe that's the point. They didn't come back. He just jumped in the sky. Yeah. Damn. 
nice. That's the first time that they've realized that they've been working together. Fight all logic. Batman really does look different in every scene, doesn't he? Yeah. His face, for the most part, looks the same. Like, he always has the cleft and everything. But, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Batman without leggings there. Gosh. Oh, boy. He's pantless. <laughs> there he is. So bizarre. How did nobody catch this? <laughs> I don't think they really care, to be honest. <laughs> oh, gosh. All of a sudden, he's very chilly. I'd be a bit scared if I saw that. Okay, the Batman I know would have some sort of like anti-theft device preventing that sort of thing. Oh, there you go. There's the Batman for you. Yeah. Oh wow! Look, we we're putting in Yogi and uh, and Fred Flintstone in there. Nice little shameless <laughs> pimp of other Hanna Barbera stuff. How do you feel about this professor character so far? It's starting to get on my nerve. <laughs> well, he has some, I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah, but he like mixes up all the words that he's about to say, which I don't understand. Kind of makes him like a daffy professor. Someone I wouldn't really trust his, his uh, invention for flying in the air. Oh, again, fly, staying out in the yard. I still don't know. Why does it have a hole in the top and the bottom? <laughs> so, I should just call it right now that Scooby's going to be wearing it somehow, and the, that fifth hole or sixth hole is going to be for his tail. Let's see. What?
So, what time are you at? I think we might be out of sync. I have 29.46 now. Okay. I'll be back 20 seconds behind. There we go. Come up now. Okay. Yeah. Over that, we're just so engrossed in the plot. There's so much exposition in this, isn't there? Everyone. Yeah. And normally, yeah, these are, I mean, this is double the size of a normal Scooby-Doo episode, so I guess they've got to do more. Yeah. But even in, yeah, Batman, they're able to wrap it, the the 60s show, they're able to wrap up everything in 20 minutes. Now, normally it takes them a couple episodes to do it, but I don't know, it does seem like a lot of stuff is going on here. They're explaining everything they're doing all the time. Yeah. And of course, we need a lot of hijinks. He's not dizzy at all after that. Balls, inner tubes, interesting. I mean, I know they uh, obviously have to tame it down a bit because it's a children's show, but how do you feel about uh, Penguin and Joker's characterization in this? <laughs> uh, well, it certainly, yeah, it certainly goes off of. Um, you know, what they were doing with them in the 60s at that time. And even in the comics, it was more um, lackadaisical and, and campy and everything. And really just in recent times is when everything got so much darker. So right now, um, you know, if I think if I read something like <laughs> when he takes off his face <laughs> in Detective Cut, then I'm like, oh, this is not, you know, the Joker or Killing Joke or something like that, then it's wildly different but I think at the time it makes sense how they are like I think they fit with the media that they were in at the time well um the 70s I mean it started to get 
I mean, not dark, but more serious in tone, didn't it? With, right. uh, with Denny O'Neill and stuff, and they start to get a lot more detective influence and stuff in there, and Neil Adams and stuff trying to draw it more realistically before he went insane. Yeah, true. But I mean, uh, they're not doing it, giving much service to Joker in this. It's kind of coming off possibly wacky. I think even now, though, Penguin has, you know, until they did that miniseries with him, he sort of has been the the, pen, the, the villain that didn't get as much respect. And I think he always was like the, the kooky villain that couldn't get things uh, done well. And so I think that that characterization has only changed very recently with what they've been doing with them. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Gonna toss it out the window. Yep, look at that. There you go. <laughs> so that fifth hole or the sixth hole is gonna be it's so bizarre. Oh, and the uh, the slightly meta reference earlier as well where Scooby turns to oh Shaggy turns Scooby and says, Oh, we always end up here alone. Yeah. Waiting for something bad to happen. Which is very true. Oh, you were wrong about the tail. Though. I guess I what? Maybe it's not a hole then. I guess. Oh, there you go. Okay, it's where the exhaust comes out. Cause I had no idea. Oh dear. Three sound effects in this whole cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Even on the balloon, they colored Batman wrong.
feel like a normal balloon would probably just deflate and stay to the ground rather than like propelling, but I don't know. Yeah. Especially when the weight of it, I guess. Yeah. Wow. I don't think, uh, now that I said something, you know, Velma hadn't lost her glasses at all this episode, which is funny. She didn't yeah. have time with all the other exposition going on. And then we didn't have the uh, traditional going in one room and coming out another. Yep. The, the corridor scene. Why? Shouldn't you take the penguin's umbrella away from him? Just. <laughs> I thought nobody thrown it away. Unless he yeah, it back, back. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess Penguin and Joker won't be working again for them. <laughs> it's a scary face that Joker is making. Oh boy, here we go again. Nothing right about taking away the penguins. Yeah, I mean, that's like his weapon. Oh, okay, so Scooby has learned to sort of manage this. Got them all in the store. Yeah. We've got creepy eyes. The end, yeah. Scooby Dooby Doo. When I was younger, I used to think his name was Scooby Dooby Doo. Oh, because, yeah, because of the song. Yeah, my dad always got mad at me for singing in the car. <laughs> How do you feel about when uh, Scrappy Doo joins? Did you think that the, um, the, the show isn't as good with that character in it? Honestly, it okay? um, I was probably young enough that I didn't mind him. I, he probably did what he was supposed yeah. to do for me. But yeah. I think looking back on it, I can definitely see why people hate him. Yeah. It's just another character. I mean, if you want the focus to be on Scooby and um, Shaggy, then bringing on that other character, it's just like a really big... Yeah, I think it's like kind of a traditional sitcom thing, though, isn't it? When it starts to get a bit stale, stale you add a younger sibling. In this case, you had Scrappy Doo. Yeah. Well, yeah. so what are your uh, your final thoughts on that, the Cape Crusader caper episode? Uh, I think for what it is, it's pretty fun. Um, you obviously shouldn't expect much from it. He's <laughs> kind of, got some camp value and definitely some nostalgia, so. I think if you're watching it for that, then it's really good. I, I'm not sure how many um, kids would enjoy it. I mean, I put it in the children section in the first shot. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure how popular it would be then, but I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did as well. Yeah, I agree with you about that. I feel like the normal Scooby-Doo episodes um, are easier probably to, to get kids to watch, whereas they may be who these Batman and Robin characters are, um, and Joker and Penguin. So it's great for, you know, Bat fans like us that we kind of appreciate it. I definitely agree with what you said earlier that <laughs> there was a lot of exposition going on. It did seem like 
there was a lot of unnecessary. Like, I still don't understand the lake scene and with that ghouly geyser. I don't really know why that was in there. Um, but I guess they wanted to make it a full hour, uh, you know, with commercials. And so they had to add some stuff. But it was just, it was fun, you know. And, and uh, I mean, just like Scooby-Doo is. And then throw in some Batman, you know, you're going to get something that's fun to watch. So... Do you have the ratings on Michael Carlton? We yeah, we can do some ratings. Well, what would you say? I like to do it out of ten, not to throw you off from uh, Dustin's style. So, what would you give it out of ten? Out of ten, uh, I'll probably give that probably solid six out of ten. Okay, I think I'll, yeah, I I may raise you one and a, a seven out of ten. Just yeah, some kooky stuff and some weird plot points that I don't really know where they went. And of course, the professor that just mixed up his words multiple times. I didn't understand that shit. Yeah, that, that never got old, did it? <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming on and doing this. And then Thanks hopefully, for having me. yeah, hopefully in 2013, then we can do the the dynamic duo. I can't remember what that one is called. Oh, something ridiculous. I'm sure. Something ridiculous, I'm sure. Yeah, the dynamic Scooby-Doo affair. Yeah, there we go. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to do that one. Do you have any plans for Halloween? Uh, I'm going to see a gig on Halloween, which I'm looking forward to. But... Nice. Are you going to be dressing up? I doubt it. Possibly, but I'm going to be moshing out. So. Moshing out. Okay. <laughs> Well, you, you be careful, because I've known some people that get injured in mosh pits, so... Yeah, I broke my glasses once. That was oh, pretty boy. Oh, <laughs> boy. Well, the secret life of Robin the Boy Wonder on... Uh, what about you? you? Have you got any special plans? No special plans. Uh, I'll be recording um, an audio drama <laughs> of a corny Lois Lane Superman's girlfriend issue that Josh Bertoni is putting out uh, and maybe I'll watch um, a scary movie or something or just one of those corny Halloween movies Hocus Pocus or something and that's sort of my favorite I like Halloween not for like you know the the ghouly atmosphere and everything but I like fall and I like sort of the movies that come on either the old ones that are really campy like Halloween or um, Friday the 13th but you know the the kitty ones as well, like Halloween Town or Hocus Pocus or Teen Witch. So I just enjoy this type of year for that sort of thing. But yeah, not too much. Uh, so this was kind of my big my big thing here. So thanks for helping me do a commentary for Scooby-Doo and Batman. It was fun. Thanks for having me. Well, I hope you enjoyed this special commentary. And let's just hope that Penguin and Joker have learned that it's probably best not to mess with those meddling kids and Scooby-Doo. Well, have a wonderful Halloween. Stay safe out there. And until next time, fly on, God's lovers.